TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to the Two Guys in a Mic show. We are live. I know we've uh, had a bunch of replay shows over the late. We have to apologize for that. But it is the big dog and the coach live on the Two Guys in a Mic TalkZone.com. Plenty to talk about. Plenty to catch up on. we got baseball hitting the season off and running hot and heavy. Masters Golf Tournament coming up. We'll do a quick recap of the NCAA Basketball Tournament as well. As we had a women's champion crowned yesterday, got to talk about that too. Speaking of women, I want to bring in my fine co-host who is an expert on all women's sports, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Joel, how are you, my friend? Uh, Coach, doing absolutely spectacular. And I just want to let you know, nothing gets me as fired up as here in the of the talkzone.com. It is. The mic music, Coach. Not the opening day, let's play ball. Mm-hmm. You don't know yet. Don't play. Rock it for me. Very inspirational. No question about it. I actually have a tape that I bring at home. Every time I need to get motivated, maybe to do a few house chores or to you know to get some of the more mundane tasks done, I will play that tape, and it does uh, get me out of bed, get me fired up for the day. No question about That's it. That's a damn lie, and you know it. Thank you very much. Quite simply, I downloaded that, and now I no longer have to order the little blue pill. <laughs> I think that's me fired up, Coach. Uh, just make sure you check with your physician and make sure everything you're downloading is uh, on, on the up and up, shall you say, so it doesn't go to the down and down. Well, that download is on the down low. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, no, no, no. Actually, I was told what that term actually meant, and no, it's definitely not on the down low, people. <laughs> oh, Big Dog, I haven't talked to you for a while. You sound like you're uh, everything's good. You sound like you got a little pep in your step. I don't know if it's work-related, social-related, or the fact that your favorite sport hath begun. That's the sport of baseball, but you sound like you're fired up and ready to go, my friend. You sound good. How are you, buddy? Uh, doing pretty good, Coach. And, uh, well, I don't know about socially. I don't know about, like, job-wise. Oh, actually, I got good, good news on the job front. Beautiful. Um, couple weeks, uh, I'll be I'll be starting. I will be uh, the leader of a tour <laughs> through the city of Chicago. <laughs> So 30 to 50 people okay. coming with me and having me tell them the stories of the different <laughs> neighborhoods and different stuff around the city of Chicago, Coach. Uh, not only will this be the highest payest job since I, I was doing two different jobs at the same time that I can't talk about on these particular airways. Uh-oh. And I'm not talking about the time when I was uh, a, when I was in really good straight shape and was a, a stripper at the log cabin. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of the log, Kevin. I'll have to check that out. Well, no, no, no. You don't want to, Coach. And if you do, not make sure you do that on the download, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or the download. Uh, that's not even worth an internet check, huh? Not, okay. not for you. All not right. for you. Not for a family man, Coach. Right. Then again, you do have a little bit of strange hey, tendency. We all, we all have our dark moments. <laughs> we'll make sure it's very, very dark. Okay, oh, if you go goodness. there. All right, so outside of those couple of jobs, this could be your best paying job number 93, I think, in the time since I've known you for the Big Dog. You are now a tour guide in the city of Chicago. I hesitate to ask this because the show's over at 11, 
But how did this gig come along? Um, quite simply, somebody uh, that worked on Black and Blue City last year yep. calls me up and was like, uh, somebody asked me, because he's running it, we need to find somebody that can really tell a story, is in really good shape, yep. uh, can swim, can do all this other stuff, because I'm going to be doing this by, via kayak through the Chicago River. and uh, <laughs> I was going to ask, why, coach. why does a tour guy need to swim? But I think he answered that question. All right, so it's yeah. Chicago tours via kayak. Yeah, so it is going through some of the rivers on Chicago, then out to Lake Michigan, okay. back through the other river. Will the, kayak, will the kayak take people down to North Michigan Avenue for some of the shopping? Absolutely. That's <laughs> where we end up, Coach. <laughs> I can see Joe on a kayak with a group of people, and you got like seven bodyguards carrying the kayak through the shopping district of North Michigan Avenue. Well, uh, you know, I have some strengths and weaknesses, and one thing is to be able to, like, know what everything is going on around me at one time. Yes, sir. So, like, if... While I'm telling the story, I'll know one person needs to shut up and another piece and just tip, mm-hmm. person tip their kayak over, and I'm going to have to jump out of the boat and swim to them and save their life. So you know what I mean? I'll have that going on for me. Tip a canoe and Tyler, too. Big dog is not only a sports reactionary here on Sports Talk Radio, but now one of Chicago's soon-to-be highly respected tour guides. You know, I never thought about that as a potential job for you, but... You know, I always have, and I'm not kidding you, Coach, because you know I just didn't do a resume just recently for this job. Yes. I should forward you my... I have a tour guide. I went on jobs.com, and the only thing I put on there for stuff to do was uh, tour guide for Mm -hmm. the city of Chicago. And it's funny. Somebody has, like, thought of me as being a tour guide. I was like, well, I've always thought of myself as doing that, too. Mm -hmm. I've never heard you mention that. I'll take your word for it, but I think it does fit you right up the alley. You've got the verbiage. They've got the humor to keep things going. Your knowledge of Chicago is outstanding, and I'm sure you'll throw in a few sports tidbits Along the way, that's actually, on first, I just found out about this about a minute and 45 seconds ago, but it sounds like a potential uh, perfect fit for you, my friend. The best of luck. Yeah, yeah. This And you know what? It's a good thing is I've gone to decent jobs, like really good jobs, actually. Mm -hmm. And I've realized, like, that there was no end to this job. And I'm like, I'm going to end up doing this the rest of my life, and then next thing I couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, Not, not like this job. This is a totally different coach. But, you know, considering that you can only do this like six, seven months out of the year, I mean, it's ideal for me. I know six, seven. What, what, what happened to the other five months? No tours in the wintertime? Oh, uh, yeah, because I don't know. People, it's not like, like around January 15th. Most people aren't willing to get in a kayak on the well, Chicago River. I understand. We're not going <laughs> to go on the kayak in the middle of January, but certainly with your uh... – Tourism ability, you could certainly do some winter tours, possibly on foot. Well, I would think that'd be a natural transition. I'm more than willing, and I'm open to that prospect. Mm-hmm. It, I guess it all depends on uh, tourism in the city of Chicago in January yeah. and February, which typically is not very good. That's lovely that time of year. What are you talking about? All, uh, oh yeah, I got ten <laughs> off an embassy suites for like a hundred bucks on, on Super Bowl. Uh, Come goodness. on. Have you tried going to MediocreJobs.com? I've heard you get some very uh, interesting hints there. Or EndlessTasks.com website. Very, very good for potential jobs as well. Well, uh, Coach, you know you know exactly what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm either doing a temp job where I make less than minimum wage, or I, I happen to be, you know, like uh, second to last person that's picked for their own television show on MLB Network. So. Yeah. It's either all or nothing with me. So uh-huh. no, right. no mediocre jobs. I can't handle it. Interesting. All right. Now, if uh, myself, many immediate family members, or listeners of the two guys in a mic show want to uh, possibly be one of your first tour, I don't want to say guinea pigs, but uh, receptacles, if you will. How do we? Uh, what? What? 
website? How do we sign up? How can we uh, be part of the uh, Big Dog Tour? Waterriders.com. Waterrider. Are you off a of Navy Pier? Um, no, we are uh, Kingsbury and Chicago. Kingsbury and Chicago. Right by okay. very just north of uh, of the East Bank Club. Okay. Right there. All right. Water and so that's... Right now, the East Bank Club is right oh, down yeah. the river. Very conveniently located. Absolutely. Yeah. So Right off the expressway. Technically, mm-hmm. this spot is going to be, you know, it's not as, maybe as got the cachet as uh, uh, Navy Pier, but this is a lot easier to get to mm-hmm. and you can find parking. Okay. So, you know, seriously, so we're... We're hoping to get like people, like groups of people from Chicago coming mm-hmm. in here too, and not just like sure. people from Iowa and Michigan and Indiana. Yeah, well, you'll get your share of what uh, civilization look like. <laughs> get your share of uh, sports fans coming to, uh, you know, watch the Cubs or whatever team they might be. Certainly, you got busloads coming in to watch the Cubs at various points in times. They could do the the uh, waterriders.com tours and then go to the Cub game, maybe go to the Cub game and then do the tour. I think it's a perfect hand in hand. Oh, it is. It's definitely, it's yeah. definitely hand in hand. Right. And I was going to have to figure out how to do the radio show out of there, but they they do realize that uh, the radio show comes first. So, <laughs> right in the middle of your tour, huh? We're we talking yeah, I, about Joel Pinera blew it again in the eighth inning. Oh, sorry, folks. Uh, we're right back to you. Well, I won't be complaining if Joel Pinero is blowing anything, Coach. Lo- take it easy. Love Joel Pinero. That way. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, all right, well, hopefully me and David Olson will not be reading. Our fine producer, by the way, uh, with us again as per usual. I shouldn't say per usual. We've been off more than on of late. And again, I apologize for that. But David here today on the other side of the glass, 888-463-6748. The phone number, hopefully, me and Dave will not be reading any headlines in the near or middle distant future, like seven people stranded on kayak, tour guide missing. Anything like that? Jack Daniels bottle found in water or anything like that? Hopefully no headlines like that, Big Doug. Please tell us you'll be on the straight and narrow. No, I will definitely not say that, Coach. Okay. You, what, I mean, there, there's a, the part about getting into a kayak and, and uh, you know going on the Chicago River, there's got to be a little bit of risk involved in it. Yes. There? That's, well, got to have a little fun. I guess what I'm saying is don't drink and row at the same time. Oh, that won't that, – no, that's – I'm okay. done. Row versus wade, I, I'm definitely going to wade more than I'll row. <laughs> Oh, very nicely played. Very nicely played. I'm still checking out the website, www.logcabin.com. I've got about uh, nine different options to go to, of which three are a little bit scary. By the way, Coach, you're you're on the wrong one. Uh You want to go to logcabin.net. Ah, not .org. Well, oh, oh, yeah, well, that's that's another one. That's that's even worse, (laughs) and we have nothing to do with that one. Is there really a place called the Log Cabin? Yeah, I used to dance there, Coach. (laughs) I love it. Big Dog, you amaze me. You bring up different stories all the time, as long as I've known you. we got to work another nine or ten years together, huh? All right. Well, well best... yeah, eventually I'll tell you about everything that really happened, uh, and then, you know, who knows? Yeah, sometimes some things are best left unsaid. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to know about everything. I think I can speak for most of our audience, but best of luck to you. That sounds like a great new job opportunity, and uh, hopefully be on the kayak or at home. You'll still be able to do the radio show. Oh, absolutely, Coach. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Pass uh, your cards around now so people on the waters.com can start listening to the show. You know, maybe they can bring their laptop on the kayak. What better way to get a tour of Chicago, be on the Illinois River, and listen to the two guys in a mic show? It's a win-win situation. And we'll have people from every single continent, you know, coming into Chicago. Yes. So we really can start, you know, spreading the word. Mm Mm-hmm.
Very nice. All right. Let's talk some, uh, well, I said before getting into baseball, let's quickly recap and I apologize again. We've had some uh, situations come up where we haven't been on live, but uh, Big Dog, let's do a quick recap. It's a little bit of old news, but the NCAA tournament did come to a close. Connecticut goes on one of the great late-season rolls of all time. They beat Butler. It was a championship game criticized by many, not so much me, but many. But uh, any perspectives on the recently completed national championship tournament, the Bracket Busters, et cetera? Yeah, I wish Butler played a lot better in the title game because I'm sick of people that were complaining about it going in and then it happened to be a dud of a game. That was just too bad. That day bothered me a little bit, Coach. So I'm not going to sit here and rip Butler or anything like that. They had an off night. Come on. Mm-hmm. It, it happens every once in a while. Look at, you know, people are ripping, oh, we had Butler, it was a horrible game. Blah, blah, blah. What about the game Butler played last year against Duke? It's one of the greatest college basketball games of all time. So, Anybody complaining about this year's game, uh, I'm sorry they laid an egg in the championship game because the previous uh, 11 NCAA tournament games that they had played in were absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Well put. And and let's give Connecticut some credit here. My goodness, were they playing some phenomenal defense. They were everywhere. Were they the best teams in the country? I don't know. The best team in the country got... Uh, you know, screwed out of the Sweet 16. So we'll see. We'll see, Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and thank you for adding the bit about Connecticut. And that's the part, you know, and again, maybe I'm a little bit too much of a basketball aficionado. And uh, when I coach, I always stress defense first. So I appreciate defense. So I, I can understand the game maybe not being great to the average fans out there. But absolutely, a big part of Butler's ineffectiveness was Connecticut's defense. And it wasn't any special defense, Big Doug. It wasn't traps. It wasn't any unique, special, you know, little gimmick schemes that Jim Calhoun and company brought up. It was just straight up, hard-nosed, intelligent, fight through screens, defend every shot. Just, again, nothing fancy, just great effort, great execution, solid man-to-man defense, fully appreciated. Brad Stevens even told the announcer at halftime, you know, Shelvin Mack hit the three-point shot and Butler was up and the... uh, Interviewer, you know, said, oh boy, it's been a, you know, tough first half for both teams. And he, and Brad Stevens, the Butler coach, very well respected, said, well, there's a reason for that. That was his exact comment. There's a reason for that. Both teams are playing hellacious defense. And I don't think any of the announcers, um, either the post game analysis or during the game gave enough credit to Connecticut's defense. Butler missed some open shots, but you know what, Big Dog? Not that many open shots. They were all no. contested. It was great defense. Yeah, and that was, that was the one thing that, even though it really wasn't a well played game in terms of you know offensively, because there were some some miscues offensively that were just like oh that was ugly. But coach, sometimes part of the enjoyment of watching the game is really seeing people go after it. Yes. Yeah, and and yes, it wasn't a well played game, and we would like to have Butler play better offensively, but they couldn't have tried any harder. Diving on the floor, contesting every shot, every possession seemed like it was a national title game, and the. And, and uh, you know, very, very strenuous. So I don't know, Coach. I'm not going to sit here and bash him, but I, I, I'm just sick of other people bashing Butler. Mm-hmm. Bother me a little bit. All right. And that game aside, I think you'll agree with me. Uh, we sound like a broken record every year, but it does bear worth repeating the obvious, the NCAA tournament. Again, wonderful sports entertainment, great drama, <laughs> et cetera. It's, I don't mean to sound mundane about it. It was great once again, was it not? Yeah, absolutely. And uh when people were complaining about the title game, I, I, I love what David Kaplan said yesterday. My boy, David Kaplan, I think, put it better than – you couldn't put it better than this, Coach. He said it was a it was a bad cherry on top of yep. another delicious Sunday. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Cause, yeah okay, the championship game was bad. 
that happens every, a dud, big deal. This, this tournament was as good as it has yep. ever been. Yep. So yeah, that that is you know, last uh, year's was pretty good too. So. Similar to Clark Kellogg, I always appreciate food references, and that one uh, DK sums it up about as well as you can. That's nicely done. Uh, by the way, the women's tournament ended yesterday. I don't know if you caught the game, Big Dog, like the sick puppy I am. I did tape it, watched it uh, as distant as I could to about 11.30 last night and then 5.30 this morning. <laughs> I'm up watching the last seven. How many people do you think of the Chicago area? At 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm watching the finals of Texas A&M against uh, Notre Dame. Was I the only one? No, no. There's going to be a couple other people, Coach. Okay. There'll be the, the, for the title game, there will be okay. a couple other people. All right, good. There, there's a couple... People that really, really, really believe in women's okay. sports and want to make sure that you know they uh, they mm-hmm. do their due diligence and watching the national title game is part of that due are, diligence. Are any of those other people have windows in their room or is it mostly closed and padded? It, no, but there is a percentage with pants around ankles. <laughs> I'm proud to be part of that group, but uh, oh, 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 oh. All that aside, Texas A&M knocked off Notre Dame to win the women's championship, big dog. And credit to them it was a phenomenal game. Went right down to the wire. There's a new superstar in women's basketball. Her name is Skylar Diggins from Notre Dame. I don't know if you've seen her play or not. Yeah, and she's and she's known for her hellacious defense. That's what she's known for. She's like first and foremost a, a defensive stalwart. Mm-hmm. So you know it, it's funny because when she's a woman, we don't we don't complain that she's great at defensively, and that's like her forte. You know, she's a superstar. Yeah, well, she's got the whole package. She's got the 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 game, defense, and a pretty good offensive player too. Scored twenty eight, I think, in the semifinal game. She has that natural charisma. Beautiful, beautiful girl. She's got the looks, and she's got the name Skylar Diggins. That's not her nickname. I think that's her God given name. So she, uh, and only a sophomore. And as you know, in women's basketball, they don't jump to the pros because Unless there's you're no Candace Parker, huh? Unless you're Candace Parker. Yeah, she left what one year, but she she played. Yeah. She was actually three years at Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, but she well, she was actually there for four years. Remember, she was out for a year. Oh yeah, with so the that's, knee. That's yeah, right. So that's right. a little bit different. But really, there's no reason for the women to jump to the pros because you're not getting three million dollars. You're getting thirty thousand maybe at the pros as a rookie. Yeah, that's, so it, that's, it, that takes some it of the was temptation. Twenty-five thousand back in 1996. So yeah. I'm assuming. You're right, it can't be more than like 40000 at this point. Yeah, and if you're playing for Geno Oriam at Connecticut, you might be getting paid more than that right up front. Who knows? Who knows? Cheap shot. Who knows? If, Cheap if, shot. Yeah, I, I would not say that, Coach, because uh, Oriama is the type of guy that will will bust your kneecap open. Yes, he will. If he won't, one of his people will. There's and probably good. you got to love people who have people. There's probably a guy right now, uh, you know, Francisco Oriama or Vito Oriama listening to the show right now and when I come in tomorrow, big dog, I may be walking with a severe limp. Excuse me, Mr. Cohn. Did you mention something about <laughs> payments to players? Oh, yeah. I would be a little afraid if I were you, That's Cohn. my guy Gino you were talking about. You like the sports talk show? Here, see how much you like this. <laughs> All right. How do you like talking with no teeth? <laughs> oh, before... <laughs> See how the show sounds now? All right. Hey, before we leave basketball, i got to have you comment on uh, one of the more sordid stories. And I mean, the guy's been a lightning rod since his eighth grade year, really, when his name started to appear in the Chicago papers. But your Illinois basketball team loses their freshman, Jeremy Richmond. He has announced for the NBA. I don't know what there is to say about that big dog, but if there is something to say, I know you'll say it. Uh, yeah, hopefully he's not on Illinois campus now and will never return. Good riddance. Can <laughs> I sum that up on us? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Very warm. Bye bye, Jeremy. Very warm.
Ah. My goodness, Coach. Yeah. And you, you know what? You, honestly, without a doubt, and uh, you might disagree with me here, but uh, hear me out through the whole thing. He was without a doubt the most talented and best player on Illinois this, this season. And he didn't deserve any tick, really. Yeah, and, and he had like that fight, that stick to it. But the guy acted like a moron way too many times. You, you, there's, there's something to be said for doing it right. And yes, he might have been the, uh, the Illinois' best player in a long time, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But no, bye bye. So, uh, breaking up a little bit and breaking up is hard to do. But uh, it was almost like with Jeremy Richmond, big dog. See if you're with me here. There was no middle ground. He either had great, and I'm talking more attitude than playing. Yeah, he either yeah. had the great moments where he was a phenomenal teammate and a freshman leader on the team. Yeah, and then there was the more off in the dark. There was like nothing in between. You're, you're exactly right. You need some. You need somebody consistent emotionally. Yes. Le- le- legitimately, it's very difficult when uh, I, I don't know. They see, coach, if you're a student athlete and you want to act that way, what does the coach do? If you're getting a paycheck and they're in, in the, and you're in the NBA, you can find them. You can do stuff. I, I don't. Maybe it's easier to control an NBA player than it is a, a student athlete. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but the kid needs emotional help. He's running mm-hmm. our test. Yep. He's basically the kid is legitimately run our test. He can mm-hmm. be that good as a basketball player, and he can be that wacko. Mm-hmm. So who knows? He might be in the stands one day slapping somebody, and the next day he might be, you know, like helping, you know, go mm-hmm. to a children's hospital. The yeah. kid is emotionally, uh, you don't know what yeah. you get. By the way, when you say student athlete, incorporate into that concept of being a student athlete is you have to also be a student and actually attend classes. And uh, from what I heard, both in high school and college, that was a bit of a problem for Mr. Jeremy Richmond. Yes, yes, and that's why I was like, he's. There's no reason for him to be on the campus because mm-hmm. he's not going to classes, and that's exactly what I meant. Yep. So no. we don't need him on the campus doing something stupid and embarrassing the Illinois basketball program uh-huh. anymore. Just so to play, to just to play devil's advocate for a brief moment in time, one could argue that not everybody is made for going to chemistry class in Building 404 in the Murphy Building. Okay. And then the bell rings, and an hour and a half later, going over to your math class in you know Rogers Hall or whatever it is. Uh, by the way, when we visited Missouri, I think there is Swallows Hall, big dog. I thought it was interesting what kind of classes they hold in that building. Wow, probably it uh, sounds like something that a, a, a Northwestern psychology teacher would want to go to. <laughs> yeah, I walked quickly by that building without hopefully my son seeing that one, but. Uh, but, again, proving a devil's advocate, you know, for some kids, maybe, you know, academics and sitting in the classroom, that's not the way that they learn best. There's probably more people than we think that are like that. And if you have a particular skill, in this case, a basketball skill, why spend time in college in an academic setting when you can, you know, go work on your trade? And, again, his trade in mm-hmm. this case is basketball. I'm going devil's advocate here. We'll, we'll, we'll go talk about this. He, the guy should be somebody around him should love the kid enough and care enough for him yep. to be like, you know what, you can make millions of dollars in the NBA. So for uh, uh, for eight hours a day, we want you to work on your your jump shot, your passing, your 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 how to jump, your conditioning, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then an hour a day, we're going to figure we're going to hand you a pickaxe because if basketball doesn't work out, see if you can actually be a coal miner. <laughs> okay. Here, let's see if you can work the fry machine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Let's see. Here's a here's a shovel. Let's see if you can dig. Uh-huh. You know, just to remind the kid, if yeah. basketball doesn't work out, that's what he's going to have to do yeah. for money the rest of his life. Here, here's an or orange pie. See if he's really smart with figuring out the difference between uh-huh. ace and quarters. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, probably more kids need to go to some kind of school like that. 
Seriously. Would not be the worst thing, though. Call it whatever. You call it a vocational school, whatever it is, trade school. You learn some different things. You know, here's an orange pylon. Drill. See how you like it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Might get 23 bucks an hour and good health insurance. As long as the Democrats stay in office. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I got, I got to tell you something. You're, you know, you're beloved Democrats, another but a bunch of crooks. And if you really want to start talking politics, mm-hmm. both it, to actually act like Democrats are any better than Republicans yeah. is. And you know, I'm, I'm no Republican. You know that, but I have somehow become the conservative uh, voice of reason on this show because <laughs> I'm the one that will actually say, like, you know, the Democrats are God mm-hmm. have all the answers. Your your boys are so paid off by big business, it's unbelievable. And yet they always say we're helping the little guy when it's uh, when it's all like the drug companies and other things that are actually mm. yeah, they, they, the only reason why they're passing health insurance and doing that type of stuff is to make sure that these drug companies keep on getting money from the U.S. taxpayer, Coach. Oh boy, Big Dog is throwing the line out there. I got to decide if I want to bite or not. And I think in this particular, you know, how I love discussing politics and argue with you. But we got a lot to catch up, to catch up on, Big Dome. We are limited oh, we, to a one we, oh, we have a bunch of stuff to catch up on. Yeah, Can so, I throw one out there as Porter right. Mosier, front of the family? No, oh, that's right. Coach. That's right. You had basketball coach at Loyola. I forgot so, he was a friend of the family. Yeah, so this is it's, it's big time, Coach. We're really excited over uh-huh. here. Have you talked to Porter? Got, now, first of all, we should tell the uh, folks listening across the nation here again, you want to check in any of our topics here, 888-463-6748. we got baseball news coming up. We're going to recap the early starts of the season, the games yesterday. Uh, you want to check in, we'd love to hear from you. 888-463-6748, friend of the program, friend of the big dogs, uh, Porter Moser hired as the new head coach at Loyola University. I know our listeners out in Idaho and Montana are thrilled about that big dog. Uh, coach, they should be because I <laughs> gotta tell you something. Liola is back. Liola is back. I'm not kidding you. Watch within three years, they're going to be contending in the Horizon mm-hmm. League and they will start going to the tournament, you know, once every three or four years. And within 10 years, they're going to be, he's going to be there for 15 years, coach. Mm-hmm. Watch. He uh, had his first head job at, at, at Illinois State and was okay. No, no, but no. It... He, had, he, had, he had a job before that, coach. He had. Oh, that's Don't right. Before, Alabama, Arkansas. No, no, it was Arkansas Little Rock. Yes. And he, he turned. I mean, that program was like, believe it or not, they were like two and twenty-eight before he got there, coach. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, they were like within three years, they were uh, like the best team in that conference. Was it the, the Sun Belt or whatever the heck that they're in? Pretty sure they were in the Sun Belt. Okay. Then he gets the Illinois State job. Things didn't work out for him right there. He was getting transfers. It was, it was an ugly time for mm-hmm. him, but I, he's perfect for the, for Loyola coach. Just the, the fact he's going to be dealing with a bunch of kids that actually go to class. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, he did that when he was at Creighton and was an all-conference player in the Southwest, what do you call it, the Missouri Valley Conference. So uh, I don't know, Coach. I just think he's the perfect coach for Loyola because you're going to have to deal with kids that have a lot on their plate in terms of academics and – Living in the city of Chicago, he did all that when he was growing up as a kid. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I think this was, he's the perfect hire. The Loyola's good again. All right. Well, I'm rooting for the Ramblers. They got a brand new, or, or not, a, I don't know if I call it a brand new facility, great facility. They're going to be rebuilding and restructuring a little bit, but it's a great facility, great campus. It's a program that's been down for a while. So let's switch. Uh, Porter Moser, your good buddy and a friend of the program. I'm sure we'll get him on in the not too distant future. The best of luck. No question about it, big dog. I forgot to, uh, 
bring up that point. You ready to talk some baseball, Big Dog? Oh, yes, absolutely. We have not talked much because, uh, again, we were off on Monday and Tuesday, so let's recap a little bit of the opening weekend of baseball. And, of course, we here on our uh, TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic show, we have a slight vent for our Chicago teams, our White Sox, and our Cubs. So I start off with your very own beloved Chicago Cub, Big Dog. They're off to a 3-2 and two start. More importantly, and feel free to differ if you want, uh, there's a different, it's early, but a different feel. Chemistry-wise, feeling-wise, it's hard to put a finger on it, but I've watched a fair amount of their first five games. A good feeling about this year's team. No, no, the coach, little stuff like this. Uh, a tie ball game late, yep. and there's a runner at second, and Jeff Baker comes up. You know, you runner at second, and you're the home team. There's no outs, and it's a tie ball game late in the game. What do you do as the batter, coach? Hit behind the runner, advance the runner. That's exactly what Jeff Baker did. Yeah. I mean, and you could totally tell inside swing out. His whole concept was get, and he did, got the guy to third. You know, there was a hit after that. That was when the whole mm-hmm. beginning happened. But, I mean, stuff like that is a difference, Coach. A, a batter that went up and knew the situation and knew what he was supposed to do as a baseball player. It was I actually crazy. saw Alfonso Soriano. After it happened, I had to have my wife, like, poke me with a with a fork to make sure I wasn't sleeping or not. But Alfonso Soriano, <laughs> two-strike. He went opposite field for a base hit. Yes, yes I mean, it was a rocket. I was, it was shocked. A, it, was, it was a line drive. Yeah. And if, if Soriano starts with two strikes, low and away, hits that pitch as a bullet hit to right field, you know what hit, you know what'll happen for Alfonso Soriano? He'll hit more home runs mm-hmm. to left field. Yep. Just like when Sammy Sosa finally decided to give in and not hit every pitch out of the park, he started hitting more home runs because all of a sudden people were like, we can't just throw it out over the plate because they'll flip mm-hmm. it in a right field for a base hit. All of a sudden, they're pitching him inside again to try to jam him, and he turns on it, and there's a 425-foot rocket check going down Kenwood Avenue. Yep. So that's which is on the other side of Waveland. So he hit it over Waveland is what I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, Coach, it, it's good to see Soriano playing with some fundamental soundness, you know, being, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know actually doing the right thing. They're 3-2, and two, though. So three and two. This is a very limited yeah. roster in terms of of upside. And they've but, been playing the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not exactly two of the powerhouses of the game. Exactly. But so we're. I know both of us. People are listening. Be like, what? Are these two crazy? We're not going crazy. We're just happy to see the Cubs playing sound yeah. fundamental baseball, which has not been. Uh, mm-hmm. Which hasn't happened here since '08. Let's be honest. The last two years were ridiculously bad as Cubs fans. Mm-hmm. Little uh, shoulder tightness yesterday. A concern. Andrew Kashner, one of the keys to this year's team. One of our young pitchers who is going to be starting in that number four or five spot. He goes out of the game five and two thirds inning yesterday in a Cub victory. Big dog. You've had muscle tightness in variety yeah, yeah. of areas. Tell the uh, Ronnie, if you would, tell the fans out there a little bit about shoulder tightness. Well, uh, yeah, it's got to get a little ice. <laughs> and he's got to get a little, a little heat, a little, little wet heat, coach. Ice and wet heat. Yes. Okay. Sound like we're back in the log cabin again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's back and forth. You gotta, you, you gotta keep on, and you gotta, you gotta get somebody to get a good massage in there. Uh huh. Yeah. What, well, now, uh, and obviously the doctors are checking out. I don't want you to play a medical doctor, but shoulder tightness, first game of the year, indication of possible. Uh, Carriage or, or a severe injury, there's always that possibility. It could be it could be anything from an injury, and when you're talking shoulder coach, that's bad. Yes, especially for a number one overall draft pick that 
has got everything going for him. This is you know we this is what this is one of the fun reasons to watch the Cubs. Yep. No matter what, if they go eighty two and eighty, and I'm complaining that they should have done more and all that, all we know is this, we we can watch hopefully Cashner all year. We can watch Marmol. We can watch Soto, and we can watch Starlin Castro all year long because those futures, those guys, Tyler Colvin, there's some really good ball players that hopefully will be Cubs, you know, eight years from now mm-hmm. that are that are on this roster. Yep. One of the guys, by the way, one of those young players who we hope or were hoping was going to be mentioned in some of the names that you just did appears like maybe he should be ready to try out for wide receiver. Big deal. I think I have seen enough of the Jeff Samarji experiment. He is uh, struggling yet again. It just doesn't seem to be working for the young kid out of Notre Dame. And do you know what it is, Coach? Some people might have a brilliant arm. But some people are, are just lucky, and, and I'm not trying to say Mariano Rivera is lucky because he has pinpoint accuracy, but he only throws one pitch, and his pitch is effective because it breaks so late. Like, the movement on Mariano Rivera's pitch is just nasty. It just breaks late. Mm-hmm. I don't know what makes him any different than Jeff Samarja, who throws exactly the same uh, power that uh, Mariano Rivera throws, and he's definitely nowhere near as, as pinpoint Accuracy, but he has no movement whatsoever. Yep. And if your ball does not move at all, you better be Steve Traxel, who who let's 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 be honest. Both of us hate Steve Traxel in terms of when he's on our team. We make fun of him because you know he is the slowest pitcher ever in the history of baseball. But that guy had no movement whatsoever, coach. He threw it was like a clothesline when he threw the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he threw it exactly where he wanted to. Samarja can't do that. He's not a major league baseball player. If you throw a perfectly straight pitch, I mean, you better be Goose Gossage, right? I mean, seriously, I mean, how, how hard do you have to throw a ball in the major leagues to blow it past somebody if there's no movement on the ball at all? Mm-hmm. Emailer uh, White Sox Willie says that Jeff Samarja does, if you watch, there is late movement on his ball. Most of the late movement is uh, a line drive over the shortstop's head, yeah. or the late movement is a ball leaving the park. Yeah. White Sox a, really nailing it, but that's too bad because the kid yeah. had a chance at a pro football career, pro baseball career. I don't think it's for lack of effort. No, Not no. a bad kid. It's just uh, you can X and O it all you want. I think you just did. Bottom line is he's just not good enough to be a major league pitcher. Yeah, yeah. in order for him to be a major league pitcher, he had to develop an unbelievable changeup and a breaking pitch. because So with no movement, you just can't blow people away in Major League Baseball. You can't do it nowadays. All right. We'll talk some baseball with us four or five games into the season. 888-463-6748. Big Dog, I told you a couple of weeks ago, it's cold out. It's basketball's going on. Too early for me to get into baseball. And you haven't even talked about the I... biggest story in Chicago baseball yet today. Uh-oh. You don't, you don't know what happened, did you? I'll have to break it to you. This is reactionary baseball radio on your part. Oh, Darn are we going. talking about, uh, uh, Adam Dumb with the appendicitis? Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's, that's big time. Well, we have... How are they even going to get to his appendix? Appendix. Appendix. <laughs> Whatever the heck they call <laughs> it. That, that will be cutting through a lot of epidermis. I will give yeah, you that. Heck yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, legitimately, hopefully no, nobody a... that like that likes whale explosions is Couple. walking by that table. <laughs> A couple of the Chilean miners might have to go in there and dig for that one. But, uh, all right, so, well, that's not a major story because he'll be out, what, a couple weeks? I don't know. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're talking five days. Wow. Oh, five days. Isn't this crazy? So Matt Holliday well, recently has the appendicitis for the Cardinals. Yep. Okay. Everybody else, he's going to be out three weeks. He's like, I'll be back in five days. Yeah. So Adam Dunn, it happens to him, and he immediately was like, I'll be right back. You know, the, 
if, if Matt Holiday <laughs> be, does, excuse does me, I'll be right back. Where are you going? Get my appendix out. Yeah, exactly. I guarantee you if Matt Holiday mm-hmm. didn't uh, measure his testicles before he did that, okay, there's no way Adam doesn't say I'll be back in five days. Come mm-hmm. on, you, you're going to say I'll be back as soon as possible. Yeah. You don't put a number on. That's an appendicitis. Yeah. yeah well, Should the guy I, even be back five days after it? Yeah, and think about the the uh, force in the torque of a power hitter swing like that, and that's right in the area where the yeah. appendectomy would occur. So take your time, Adam. Don't. It's a long even season. Even throwing the ball, Coach. Yeah. I agree with you. The swing is much worse. It's yeah. much more violent. But even yeah. throwing the ball on a major league level, mm-hmm. you have to really get a lot of torque in your torso yeah. in order to fling that thing. I always thought the appendix was overrated. Even the, the uh, liver, I think, is over. I've always been a big no, kidney no, guy. No, big liver, dome, but no, the... no, 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 no. As as a man like me, I am uh, every time I have a chance to thank my liver yeah. and appreciate what it does. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that. The, the liver is overrated. Underappreciated. So? I'm a kidney guy. I think the appendix uh, way overrated, and quite frankly, the liver gets too much. You have two kidneys, and you can live with only a quarter of your kidney. Two kidneys? Is it one kidney and two livers, David, or two livers and one kidney? We always have this confusion. Yeah, coach, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that solves the confusion. Yeah, it's two kidneys, one liver. All right, the liver is so unbelievable that just say, just say. if you actually went out and decided to serve your country, yep. and and uh, uh, an Iraqi blew up your liver, Uh-oh. okay, and there was only a little bit left, yeah, it'll regenerate yeah. and grow back. Yeah, that's that's why it's overrated. Why? What? That's, that's incredible. It'll come back. You, you lose a little bit of the liver. liver. You need two kidneys to get it done. As long the as kidneys I got our overworked, it takes away to the liver. Actually, and the liver does a lot more. As for long as I got two good kidneys, I think the liver's along for the ride. That's my philosophy. And I just want to let my kidneys know I appreciate you too what you're doing down there. Okay, because as, as, as much as I drink, yeah. I know the liver is more yeah. important for me. But those those was, kidneys are pretty important too. Pardon me for getting too personal, but how's your uric acid count? Everything okay? I got to be quite honest with you, Coach. I've lost count. Really? All right, because yeah. I got some allopurinol pills that I can I can lend you for a small price. Oh, only if you can cut them up. <laughs> Not that kind of fill. Take it easy. Oh, okay. All right. 888-463-6748. So White Sox news uh, and the Sox lose yesterday. You snooze, you lose if you're the White Sox. 7-6 to six in 12 innings. Big dog, they started off our Southsiders with two big victories. Looked like they are going to be rolling. Then all of a sudden, a couple of losses. Uh, Kansas City, by the way, 4-1. and one, But they do this every year, don't they? A lot of years, not every year. Some years, you know, they they suck on April fifth. Okay, yep. but you're not every year, and this is definitely one of the years where uh, they're they're starting out pretty good. But you know, what? it's a, a little different because most of the time you look at Kansas City and you're and you're waiting. Oh well, they're really bad. How this year, coach? They have so many players that and and Steve Stone brought this up last night in the telecast. And by the way, Steve Stone and uh, Hawk Harrelson, they've only been together a couple games this year. Yep. Are, they're still doing the games, excuse me, well together. They haven't gotten each other's nerves yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they've missed baseball enough that they're actually getting along. So the telecast uh, was yeah, phenomenal. They're decent. Uh, on a side note, you know, and again, I'm going to hold off a little bit, but disappointing early, and I'm not liking the early returns, if you will. Keith Moreland, color color announcing for uh, well, he's the guy who filled in for Ron Santo now. Not filled in. Who's taking over the job? The early returns, big dog. I don't know how I describe it. A little sophomoric, little amateurish. Not the humor, not the insight I thought I'd get. Again, it's early. I want to hear more, but I'm not. 
Not impressed, surprisingly, because I thought Moreland would be real good. But uh, uh, he is, he is coach. Okay. I, I'm, I, I've, I've only heard uh, like an inning, so I can't. Okay. I really can't talk about that to that point yet. All right, I'll, I'll hold off comment, but I didn't like what I've heard a little bit. But you're saying Stone and Harrelson uh, in pretty good gear early on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was. A, they did a great job last night, mm-hmm. and Stone was talking about the fact that the Royals have. I mean, baseball scouts are pretty good. You pick a guy with the number with number one. Uh, in the first round, those guys make it to the major leagues a lot. They've got a bunch of number one draft picks over the last like eight years, and they're all on the team all of a sudden. So they're thinking that it's maybe this is actually the year and the the time that the the Royals turn into the Rays mm-hmm. for a change. Do you know what I mean? And maybe they go on like a four or five year run of. Of course, they're going to lose all these guys when they hit free agency, but. You know, the okay. Billy Butlers of the world, uh, the Alex Gordons, they're, they're actually yeah. going to start hitting and, and playing baseball. And by the way, they move Alex Gordon, the guy that was the number one overall draft pick like four years ago, yep. out of high school. They moved him to left field coach. And, I mean, that kid can, actually, can play left field really, really well, and he can hit. So the Royals, I hope, kind of like the, the Orioles, you know, I, I kind of hope they're back just for baseball mm-hmm. sake. Because those are, those are two baseball towns. Yes. You know, as much as I like, you were like, oh, I hope Pittsburgh wins because they don't spend money and all that. Well, those fans never support the Pirates. The Royals fans have always supported the Royals. They deserve mm-hmm. a winning team. So yep. I really do hope for the Orioles fans and Royals fans that yep. this is a good summer. Great baseball city, no question uh-huh. about it. Based on what you're saying, it might be time for me to bring out my. Uh, Partially clothed picture of KC Royal outfielder David DeJesus once again, which I had locked up for a while. But by the way, by the way, that's a big loss for the Royals because he's not with the A's. They oh, afford, they could not afford to pay him. David DeJesus. I don't, know, I don't know how the Oakland A's can afford to pay him. Oh. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's on the A's this year right. playing center field for them. Heck of a ball player, coach. Yes. That guy, no, actually, since he went to the A's, Coco Crisp is in center. And DeJesus is going to be playing left field for the A's. So they've got an awesome defensive outfield for Oakland, which was like the worst defensive outfield in baseball last year. Interesting. Our good friend Coco Chris playing for about his eighth team in the last five years. He can go get them. Coco Chris is basically Corey Patterson, except he listens to his coaches. That's the only (laughs) difference. Corey Patterson could go get him in the field. The only problem Mm -hmm. is, you know, like a plane goes by and he swings at it. He'll swing at anything. You know what I mean? So... We're not going to do a full baseball round them up and wrap them up, you know, one of our regular segments. We'll start doing those. I'm sure David Olson will have some quality music to put to it. If you recognize, it'll probably be the same music we had for our NFL round them up and wrap up our production department. There's uh, no expenses too big for our production department, but we'll we'll do baseball round them up, wrap them up coming up. Uh, that'll be a regular segment during the season. But real quick, Big Dog, just to recap some of the games from yesterday and Early on, to give some indications, first of all, uh, Baltimore was off today, but you mentioned the Orioles. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Wobegon Baltimore Orioles off to a 4-0 and start? Uh, not only are they 4-0. and Wow. They have not allowed more than a run in any of their ballgames. Buck Showalter doing it again. Well, and, and think about this, Coach. Now, I don't know if the Orioles are going to even contend in that division because you're talking about the Rays, who are solid, the Toronto Blue Jays, who are good. Yes. I mean, Toronto Blue Jays could win three or four divisions in baseball, just not the one that they happen to be playing in right now. <laughs> and then you have the Yankees and the Red Sox. Enough uh-huh. that the Yankees and I know the Red Sox. By the way, uh, Boston has already canceled summer. The city has canceled it. They're so upset that the Red Sox started 0-4. They have canceled summer coaching. I'm not kidding. 
Yeah, well, you know what? That was a headline in the Boston Herald, Cancel Summer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I, speaking of headlines, when I, was, <laughs> when I was in Kansas when the Jayhawks lost, the, uh-huh. the Kansas newspaper, I forget the name of it, but in the sports page, they basically had a big line on the, where the headline should be, an XXXX underneath it, and then in small letters, print your own headline. We can't come up with one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But okay, so, well, four. but I mean, come on, four game. But I think it's good that Boston has lost early because everybody was, and you mentioned this in the preseason, penciling them in automatically going to be your American yep. East, East champions, going to have to go to the Worlds. This is probably good for the Red Sox. As much talent as they have, Big Dog, it sounds cliche, but we will say it, and it's proven true. You still got to get on the field and play the game, and you got to play hard and do the right thing. So far, the Red Sox have not done that. Yeah, amen, Coach. You're exactly right. Uh, of the teams that you can remember in the last 20 years, what's the best team that you can remember baseball-wise? Last 20 years? About the last 20 years. Who's oh, the best boy. team? All right, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Seattle Mariner 116-win season. Okay. Or well, 109, however many they had. If you think about the Coach, I looked at that team the other day. I like looked at their roster and the seasons they had. They had the greatest regular season team of all time. Yep. They had five good starters. They had five number one starters. Maybe not aces, but like top-of-the-line guys. Uh, but, yeah, but I would say the 98 Yankees. And, you know, they started out 0-3 and 2-9. and Yes, Okay, and they had expectations. They're going to be the greatest team ever. And then they were two and nine. Everybody forgot about them. And next, you know, you look at it September first, and they only had like forty losses at that time. And you're like, how mm-hmm. the heck did that just happen? Mm-hmm. So how could you say cancel some? But so so the Orioles are in a division that obviously there's teams with some expectations and some talent in there. So who who swept Boston? Was it Baltimore? No, Texas and Texas. Texas Five and Texas the Texas is a Texas was a one year wonder. Well. Uh, so far through five games, the Texas Rangers look like the 31 A's right yep. now because uh, they've scored 35 runs in five games, and I think every one of them was on a home run. Ian Kinsler hit a home run to lead off the game three games in a row. Are you ready Never. to pencil in Nelson Cruz as the American League MVP, or is it too early to call it? Uh, absolutely too early to call. <laughs> and, and, and no, no, Coach, and I actually I said this to my boys because, you know, fantasy, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, you know, guys, I would take Nelson Cruz as the first outfielder yep. if you didn't have to worry about the kid getting hurt. He may so what's going to happen is, Coach, around May 15th, and we're talking about him as the MVP of the American League, mm-hmm. he's going he's gonna, to, like, pop a hamstring or something okay. like that. He'll be out for six. I, I was not weeks. aware he had injury problems, but the way he's every playing. Every year. Every year. The way he's playing early, he looks like the next best thing in Major League Baseball. But, uh, yeah, Texas off to a red-hot start. Uh, they beat Seattle yesterday 3-2. to They're 5-0. and Baltimore 4-0. Minnesota knocked off the Yankees yesterday. Big dog. Good game there. The Yankees had a 4 nothing lead. Here comes the Twins, just when you think they're out of it. Delman Young does his thing. A three-run triple. And then I think Joe Maurer got the game-winning hit in the 10th inning. So the Twins, uh, big victory, emotional victory over the Yankees, the kind that can get Ron Gardenheimer's club right back into it in the American League Central against the White Side. That was a big win for them. Yeah, and something, Delman Young, coach, you know, don't forget, I told you a couple weeks ago, that is the guy to look out for in the American League this year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, coach, when the year's done, when the dust settles, 330 home runs and 120 driven in. Watch. Wow. I mean, like, legitimately, he's going to be spoke of, and his defense That's... out in the outfield, you, you can't question that. That's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, uh, he's the nephew of Demetri Young. Yep. Cincinnati Red. Yeah, well, let's just say he's a little bit better defensively than Dimitri. Mm-hmm. 
who passed it. Like, like one time a manager took the glove away from Dimitri and said, don't even bother, dude. Don't even bother. <laughs> yeah. He actually had him out in the field. He said, you'll do better without the glove. He took the yeah. glove away and said, here, <laughs> see if this helps. Yeah, Dimitri Young, yeah. definitely a line drive hitter, a professional hitter. A strong, young, a strapping young man. Yeah, but yeah, no need for him to even bring a. He, he, they, she, he should just be banned from even touching leather. That's why they put the designated hitter rule in, big dog. <laughs> Toronto knocks off uh, Oakland yesterday. Another great game there, seven to six walk off homer. You gotta love those. You know Escobar. Uh huh. Getting the big home run, the Toronto Blue Jays. I know a team that you uh, have a certain affinity for this year. Yeah, they they uh, they've got a lot of good young pitchers. This is one of these one of these teams that you know you always hear about. Oh, they got all these young pitchers. What's going to happen? And that. You know, nine times out of ten, they're bad. But the, the Toronto's got so many top of the line, young number one prospects yep. with a lot of upside. But you know what they say about upside? I'd rather have a girl with nice backside. You know what I mean? Yep. Upside don't mean anything, coach. Yeah, upside's overrated. Backside can be underrated, and somewhere in the in between is probably the happy answer. Tell me a little bit. I'm reading about that. Think. This kid is on Toronto. Jeremy Henriksen, supposedly one oh, of the no, top. No, 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 You're talking to Jeremy Hellickson. Hellickson, thank you. Starting for the Tampa Bay Rays. Ah, nice. okay. Coach, he's everybody's next big thing. Nobody, for some reason, if you come out of the Rays, they just assume you're going to be Was, awesome because the Rays just continue to put talent after talent after talent into uh, the major leagues, and they never keep anybody. Yeah, so he's the next sweet thing for uh, okay. Tampa Bay. What what Toronto has is a couple really, really good pitchers like Ricky Romero and, and, and Brett Cecil, but they also have Kyle Drabeck, coach, mm. who right now, if legitimately, if you can give me, if you gave me some picks for the, who, if I was going to start an organization, mm-hmm. Kyle Drabeck might, I might be in my top like 35 players that I would take mm-hmm. out of the 800 in Major have, League Baseball. I've right not seen him play, but I know reading a lot of the preseason prognostications, you know me, I'm a long time prognosticator type guy. Kyle Drabeck's name was mentioned early and often. How did he do in his uh, first start of the year? Uh, his first start at, uh, on the Major League level, which was last Saturday, yep. uh, he brought a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Nice. And didn't walk anybody. Uh, eventually, uh, Justin Morneau uh, dribbled a single up the middle, mm-hmm. and he looked absolutely, completely dominant. Mm-hmm. And the Twins were baffled at the end of the game. And all they talked about him was the movement on his fastball coach, so they couldn't stun or cut. They, it just kept dancing around. Mm-hmm. And uh, and basically, Kyle Drybeck is not good. He doesn't have the pinpoint control right now, but you know he throws 95 to 100 miles an hour. And basically right now all he does is just throw the ball right down the middle of the plate and hope it doesn't get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all he's doing right now, and it's working for him, Coach. <laughs> he's better than his dad is all I have to say. He's a lot better than Doug Drabeck. Similar and to Doug Drabeck won a Cy Young. So. But he will need, despite the speed, he's going to be. Uh, he's going to need to develop, similar to you, after a late-night stop at the burrito stand, he will need to develop some late movement on the fastball. That's what I hear you saying? No, no, no. He no. The movement is there, coach. It, it is. is unbelievable. What he needs to learn control is, of the movement. Yeah, control. Okay. It. Uh, because like the the twins were baffled, and the only time the twins had a chance was when they didn't swing. Okay. Because as soon as they swung, they looked totally mystified. Mm-hmm. So okay. this kid's awesome. Wait, you see this there. kid, it's coach. There are medical people, by the way, that can help that situation. 
Really? Control over late movement. Yes, uh, I can give you a couple names if you have that problem. Eight eight eight. Late movement, not bad. Early movement, very bad, Coach. Very problematic. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. The phone number. Wrapping up the baseball from yesterday and from the uh, first weekend of the season. Big Dog Cincinnati. The Red Stockings knock off Houston eight to two so far, and it's early, but they're living up to the reputation. They are a four and zero, leading the National League Central. Dusty Baker, Cincinnati Red Stockings. You know, the, let's, I'm going to pat myself on the back. So, so far this year, my boy Drew Stubbs, you know, everybody else talked about Joey Votto and Brandon Phillips and all mm-hmm. these other. And I was like, watch out for Drew Stubbs, coach. And so far, I mean, the guy's hitting, what, about 700 with a couple homers and is stealing bases. I mean, the guy looks like he's going to go 50-50 this year. I mean, he's not going to go 50-50, but it's not a... like, you know, I mean, that, that kid is unbelievable. How are the Reds getting all these players all of a sudden? Not a condition, but an outstanding young player for your Cincinnati Red Stockings, Drew Stubbs. What position does Drew play? Uh, coach, he's a left fielder and he's okay. a left fielder for a reason. He's a, he's a, he's a future, uh, uh-huh. as much as I love the kid offensively, he's kind of baffled out there in okay. the field. So, uh, how's the kid that was, um, two years ago, three years ago was supposed to be, he was the Nelson Cruz. Jay Bruce. Uh, yes, Jay Bruce. Thank you. Jay Bruce is a solid Major League Baseball player. Okay. He's going to hit 280 with 25 home runs uh, this year, steal 20 bad. bases, Nothing and play very good defense. Nothing wrong with that yeah, at yeah, all. He's, he's, he's not Roberto Clemente, mm-hmm. but he's a very good baseball player. Okay. Coach. Uh, maybe the best hitter we've seen since Roberto Clemente closes out our baseball roundup for the day. The St. Louis Cardinals and Albert Pools knock off Pittsburgh 3-2. to Of course, we know we're going to be battling the Cardinals all year long. Uh, Pools was two for 16, big deal. Coming into the game, but he did get a big hit in the seventh inning. That's the kind of thing that can get him back on track. But St. Louis wins. But how about Albert starting off two for 16 to begin the season? Yeah, what's, what's more surprising? That, that Albert Pools, and not only two for 16, he's striking out and hitting in the double plays when he's making outs. Yep. And so, I mean, it's, it's been a horrific start. Or Mark Teixeira's start, who already has four home runs and wow. 12 RBIs. Okay. In the month of April last year, he had two home runs and nine RBIs in the whole month. Four games in, he's already doubled his home run total and, and has three more RBIs than he did all last year. Big dog talking about Mark Teixeira. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, I know you don't want to hear my fantasy stuff, but I'm playing against him in like five leagues. I'm like, oh heck yeah, I got this share early. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I have no chance. I'm getting destroyed in all the leagues because of Mark to share. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. I know, I know Big you, do- you know, I feel for you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> great to talk baseball again. And I started to mention, you know, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, couldn't get into it after watching a little bit of baseball over the weekend, sitting down and. Getting into some of the games, I forgot how much I love the sport of baseball. I highly recommend, by the way, taping the games, and you can fast-forward through the commercials, through the pitching change. You can watch a baseball game, hour, 20 minutes maybe, hour and a half, which is not yeah. a bad. And that's without you know rushing through the pitches. You can Because baseball, you, you have to let the game soak in. That's part of the beauty of it. Yeah, and I, you know, I do that a lot, Coach, where uh, especially like if I'm off on like on a weekday. Yep. The game starts at one twenty. I pause the game. I yeah. go do something for about you know a half hour, and I mm-hmm. come back. And next thing I know, we're you know I catch up by the seventh inning, and Absolutely. I haven't missed the pitch, and I'm only watching it for an hour and a half at That's that a point. Beautiful way to go. It's highly recommended. Uh, tomorrow, big dog. We will talk a little bit about the Masters tournament. We got the biggie coming up this weekend. Seventy fifth. Masters tournament. Hard to believe we've been around for that long, but uh, Augusta National comes front and center, so I'm sure you'll have some potential picks in the world of golf for us tomorrow.
I'm very happy to tell you I will not be doing a show tomorrow, and I'm glad you brought that up. Oh. Because I have oh. a whole crew. A whole crew coming over to fix my fence. Tom and Cruise this, is coming over? No, this happens to be my crew. Oh, from your my crew. Uh-huh. My crew. So everybody that lives in my neighborhood, because, you know, like I bought a house where my high school friends all grew, are living right now. Yes, sir. So, and basically you do that so you don't have to hire people out, mm-hmm. but they're all taking the day off of work and they're coming tomorrow. They to didn't want to do it on the weekend, so they all decided to take a day off of work. To fix your fence. To fix my fence. Interesting. All right. Well, then we will talk to you on Friday. Yes, coach. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll certainly uh, preview the Masters. Big tournament coming up. Go over some of the baseball news as well. Big dog, great to talk to you and best of luck again. If, uh, folks want to find tour of the city of Chicago via one of, uh, the lovely, uh, not canoes, but kayaks on the Illinois River, where might they find you? Well, don't worry about that. Today at three o'clock, I will be at the Richard M. Daly Plaza, the Richard J. Daly Plaza, and I'll be interviewing uh, the lead state's attorney in terms of child support issues wow. for my for my uh, television show today, Coach. And so What TV show? Suit and, yeah, I'll be down there, and I'll be looking good, Coach. I mean, but not only am I going to shave, I'm going to shower for this event, Coach. Yeah, it's amazing. As long as you don't do the third thing in public, we'll be all in good shape. And I, I tend to do that, Coach. <laughs> shave and shower. Leave it at that. Big dog, great talk to you. We'll check you on Friday. There guys. All right, there it is. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. David Olson, our producer. All I can say is thanks for putting up with the two of us. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. Signing off. Have a great day, everybody.